A reading from The Path to Peace, Experiencing God's Comfort When You're Overwhelmed by author Anne Swindell. It was the fourth month after my husband's job loss, and I was staring at the empty fireplace of the house we thought we'd raise our kids in forever. I tried to take a deep breath, but all that came out was a shuddering wheeze. It wasn't just the job loss or the financial stress, although that had me strung as tight as a bowstring. It wasn't just the lack of security around our lives, our house, our future, although those had me wrung out like a wet rag. It was the years that had piled up. It was the years that had piled up, full of disappointment and loss, years of failure and death and the nagging pain of foiled dreams that had crashed up against the realities of life. I was 30 minutes deep into weeping when everything in me snapped. My tears turned to rage. My husband, who had been rubbing my back through tears of his own, felt my spine straighten under his hands. It came out as a whisper first. This isn't what I signed up for. Michael whispered back, what did you say? Then it came out as a yell. The kids were in bed. The night was all around me. I yelled into the room, yelled at my husband, yelled at myself, yelled at God. This isn't what I signed up for. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't want this life full of transition and loss and pain. I didn't want a life with three miscarriages. My voice escalated into the darkness. I didn't want my son to have major medical issues or a life where friends turned their backs on us because we spoke the truth. I didn't want this, Michael. I hate this. This is not what I signed up for. Anne continues, maybe you know this feeling too. Maybe you know what it's like to look at your life and feel overwhelmed, unsure of how you got to where you are today. None of us signed some supernatural contract for our dream life. None of us signed some supernatural contract for our dream life, but most of us have some vision for the kind of life we want to live. What I felt that night was not only sadness, but anger. And underneath that, disappointment at how my life was unfolding. I wasn't getting what I expected from my life. And if I was honest, I wasn't getting what I expected from God. I was shaking under the anger, my tears momentarily impeded by the force of my voice and my fist pounding and punching the couch. Have I ever been this angry in all my life? I couldn't remember feeling this pulsing wrath before. I was erupting with years of it here on a Tuesday night in November, my husband moved his hand from my back and leaned forward towards me. 
His voice was even and slow. What do you think you signed up for? Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heartlifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Hello and welcome to today's Heartlift with Janelle N. and Swindell. Today we have uh, this beautiful author and owner of Writing with Grace with us today. I've already read a beautiful excerpt from her book that just launched out into the world. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier because I can tell you this, I need contentment. I need peace once again in a new season in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome, Anne. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Janelle. I appreciate it. <laughs> You've already made my day by saying you went to Wheaton and you taught at Wheaton because I just respect <laughs> that school so much. I love that. Aww. And you do have your MFA in creative writing, nonfiction creative writing. Is that what? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Man. <laughs> no, I might need to get another master's. <laughs> sure. It just sounds it like lot, it was a lot of fun, but it Ooh. was a lot of work. You oh, know, it's I'm, a lot of work. I'm glad I did it before I had my children because I don't think I oh, could do good. it now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Tell us how many you have. Yep. I have two kids, a little girl who's just about to turn nine and a little four-year-old boy. They are just delights. Oh, that's so awesome. I have a brand new grandbaby. Oh, congratulations. Five weeks old. Yeah, it actually is. And oh, she's so, and and actually um, they live in South America. So we're doing a lot of FaceTiming. Yeah. But uh, your book is just right on target for uh, peace because one Mm -hmm. of the things I felt to just swaddle her in when I was with her as a newborn was peace Yeah, to help her understand uh, and really comprehend in her nervous system Mm -hmm. what peace is, because I do a lot of trauma-informed work with people who are not securely attached and who did not receive that in their childhood. They received the opposite. Mm. And, um, it's just so sweet when I just sing her that little chorus, peace, peace, wonderful peace, my peace mm. I give unto thee. So good. Just is like so mm. still. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me tear up because I've been singing it to myself now. It's beautiful. Doing the same. So what, mm. what Anne led you to this book and this mm. topic? Yeah. Path yeah. To the path to peace. Well, you know, probably like most things in our lives that the Lord is growing us in and inviting us into, this was born out of a season that was just the opposite for me. It was mm-hmm. born out of a very uh, painful and challenging season. My husband, who is a pastor, had mm-hmm. gotten fired from his position because he had told the truth. So <laughs> it's not usually what yes. you think of. But uh, we were just, we found ourselves in a very hard season where we were confused about why God had brought us to this place Mm -hmm. only to be let go. We lost a lot of our community overnight um, because when you're a pastor, your church is both your job and your community, you know, it's both. And I realized Janelle that 
my response in that season internally was full of so much anxiety and fear. I mean, I was mm. just a mess. <laughs> yeah. I just read, I read the introduction, uh, before we came on Yes, yeah, of, and- of your rage, your <laughs> anger. And the most important line to that, which just left me breathless was this is mm-hmm. not what I signed up for. I mean, you hit us right in the very beginning of the book with, I mean, it mm-hmm. really brings me to tears because I can think yeah. how many times in my six decades, I'm living into my seventh. Have I, I thought I did not sign up for this. So absolutely yeah, talk to us. <laughs> I think we've all had, yeah, like you said, not just one of those moments, no. multiple in our lives where we're going, Lord, this mm-hmm. is not what I signed up for. This is not what I agreed to <laughs> in my walk with you. This is not what I thought I was supposed to get out of my life. This is not what I thought I wanted or even what I deserved, you know? Yes. And hmm. um I really came and that's yeah the introduction of this book I I kind of went for it because I thought well you did. readers it's are like... gonna be <laughs> readers are either going to be drawn in or they're gonna close the book and walk away. It's like you're gonna have one response or the other. I decided to let people in and kind of put my vulnerable heart out there of what really went on. And it really it was this moment of real anger and mm-hmm. hurt with God of like, yeah. God, this is not what I signed up for. This isn't the life I wanted. And I had this long list of things in my heart that I was mad at him about. Mm. And what came out of that honesty with God, mm-hmm. uh, honesty with my husband, honesty with myself, really, I think for me, a lot of times when I'm finally honest with God, it's also me finally being honest with myself, you know, saying Without things a doubt. out loud. Oh, Yeah. Um, totally, you know, letting ourselves say the things that we're afraid to say. Yes. The thing that came out of though, that honesty and that kind of gut response of like, this isn't what I signed up for in life Mm. was an invitation, a really tender, gentle invitation from the Lord Mm. to look at what was causing me so much anxiety. You know, what was, Mm. yeah, obviously my husband had lost his job. We sure. now had a lot of different hurt and pain. Finances were stressed. Um, at the time, our son had a really rare uh, GI condition we were wrestling through. Right. But we had a roof over our heads. We had clothes, mm-hmm. you know, but emotionally I was a disaster. And so mm-hmm. I felt like the Lord was inviting <laughs> me to say, let's dig deeper into this. And like, let's see what's really going on. And why mm-hmm. is it that something externally is shaking your peace. And it wasn't just that night. I struggled with anxiety and overwhelm. I mean, for months and months after this on a deeper level than I'd ever really wrestled with it before. Okay, And, um, it was an invitation from God to say, let's go there Anne, and let's see what, what your foundation is really built on. And you know, Janelle, I grew up in the church. I've loved Jesus. Okay. Wow. I can't, I can't remember I know. Oh, that's such a blessing. It's such a gift. And I'm sure it it's is what a gift for, for your granddaughter. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, so it's not that I didn't believe in Jesus and was having this crisis. It was that right. in the middle of my faith, I found kind of this fissure, this brokenness, this mm-hmm. place where I realized, man, I have been basing my sense of emotional and spiritual peace 
has not really been based on the person of Jesus as much as I thought it was. It it really <sighs> has been based on my circumstances. Oh gosh, and this is so <laughs> relevant and so honest and so critically important. It mm. it is it. It it's it it's it. <laughs> it's just like you think you are putting your trust in God. You think, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's mm-hmm. I used to think like you know, cause there can be some fear with that. Like, how will I ever know if my trust is in the Lord? And it's yes. not, it's not ever that God expects us or requires us to respond to trauma or pain perfectly. Never, ever mm-hmm. does he require that. Biblically, we see that his people responded <laughs> in tons of ways, good and yeah. bad when they yes. faced trials. But this was really kind of a line in the sand season in my life mm-hmm. where God said, Let's go to work on this so Oof. that, and you don't have to live in anxiety and fear. You don't have mm-hmm. to, when the storms come as they will continue, mm-hmm. you don't have to be knocked off course every single time, you know, because Oof. of the circumstances of life. And so that's what I did was, as I felt God inviting me into this season of healing, really mm-hmm. in the middle of our like transition and chaos, right. it, he and, didn't take that away. Oh, right. If the storm's still blowing, there's still after effects. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But in the midst of it, in the middle of it, Mm -hmm. I was struck in the Mm. best way. Um, It started in Hebrews, Hebrews 11, where you're reading this, you know, what do they call it? Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Faith. And I was so moved, Janelle, by these Mm. men and women. You read through Hebrews 11 and it's like, yeah. The things they went through, the things they survived. And most of them, obviously all the Old Testament saints had no Messiah yet. They, they had did not salvation. They mm-hmm. were looking ahead to, you know, this better country as the scriptures yes, tell us. I love that. Oh. And yet they still obeyed God and they still experienced his joy, his comfort, his peace in the midst of trials. Mm-hmm. And I just had this moment where I was like, I want to get to heaven and be able to look these brothers and sisters in the eye and say that I fought my race well, mm. that I didn't give up and that I didn't let the circumstances that I was facing crush me. I wanted to look to their example and say, Lord, help me fight my own fight of faith well. Mm. And so their example really just stirred me to study mm. the word and to look at their lives and to say, okay, mm. how, <laughs> you know, you see yes. someone like Abraham and Sarah. Okay. Yes. Heroes of the faith. And Hebrews 11 gives us this beautiful moment with Sarah mm. that like, she really was a hero of the faith, but how did she get there? And exactly. her story is a, a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. I know. I mean, so comforting. It's so, but it really is because like, she can end up in the hall of faith yes. because of her broken, you know, mm. challenging, but yet ultimately faithful response to God. There is great hope for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> there is great hope for me. And so I studied the life of, I was really drawn to Sarah because interesting. Um, she, I think Abraham gets a lot of attention, you know, he gets but so much. Yes. As a woman, I wanted to say, okay, but here's Sarah who had no choice. Her husband comes down from this experience with God and says, well, we're packing up. We're moving across the, I don't know where we're moving, but here we're going, (laughs) you know, and she had no choice woman in the old Testament. And yet ultimately over time, she comes to know 
the God of Abraham as the God who protects mm-hmm. her and provides for her and prompt fulfills his promises to her. And so and makes I her studied, laugh, you oh know, gosh, gives her joy, yeah. like gives her immense joy at the age, old, old age, Real old like age, 90, yes. you know, yes, yes. Good year. <laughs> the best years are ahead. Yay. Um, <laughs> so that's what spurred me on is I was mm-hmm. in a place of realizing my foundation, my peace in Christ was not set. And so I went to the word and I studied, ended up being in the book, um, eight biblical men and women looking at their lives, going through their stories and then seeing how God met them with his peace in the middle of crazy circumstances. And then learning how to apply that to my own life and to ultimately bulk up my faith Mm -hmm. so that I can say, yeah, when the storms come, this is nothing that other saints haven't faced and they haven't fallen. And the Mm. same spirit that gave them the ability to stand is giving me the ability to trust Jesus, to walk in faith, to stay in the word and to ultimately say yes to him in the middle of great trial. Did your husband's response, which really just left me breathless too, (laughs) is your marriage situation and how um, cause I know a lot of women do not have a husband who you, you write about him. He's, he's rubbing your back. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's rubbing your back. He's listening to you. He's, mm-hmm. he's holding that space for all the anger and the rage. And, and then he says to you, well, what do you think you signed up for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that moment. Uh, what I was know. it? I want to know what that, I mean, that, oh. What was that moment like, you know, because, it, you know, if you don't have a husband who can mm-hmm. hold that space, we can learn as friends to, from this story or yeah. the Holy spirit will hold that space. But yes, what was in that moment? If you're willing to just let us peek Absolutely. behind. Yeah. So I'm in this moment, I'm just yelling into the night. Like, this isn't what I signed up for. Here's all my mm-hmm. anger. And yeah, Michael, let me get it out, yell it out, scream it out. And then when I finally took a breath long enough for him to kind of wait with me, you know, he said, well, and what did you think you signed up for? Mm, And I write in the book that I just felt like deflated, you know, all my anger is kind of built up this like big balloon of frustration. It was just one little question, just deflated all of that. Yep. yep. Like a little Um, straight pin that goes into a a balloon. Yep. And I needed both, right? Like I needed Mm -hmm. to have that honesty and that anger, I needed to feel that and come to terms with that. Yeah. But I also needed my loving, kind, godly husband to ask me the hard question of like, okay, yeah, that was a hard question. What did you sign up for? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I remember, you know, my initial response is like, I didn't sign up for this, <laughs> you know, like this isn't it. Um, but what he was inviting me into and what we kept talking about that night and then for months and months to come is that, you know, none of us sign some divine contract when That's we follow it. Jesus. I love the way you say it. <laughs> none of us sign yep. some supernatural contract right? for our dream life. I was like, girl, you are rocking these sentences that you're <laughs> oh, writing. Because yeah. I'm like, but I thought I did. We th- I and I and did. honestly, I think that's, and I'm so guilty of it, obviously, but we intertwine the, like the mm-hmm. promises of the world with what we, with who we want Jesus to be yeah. and what, what we want him to do for us. And as I have found in painful, beautiful ways, 
he loves me too much to give me the life mm-hmm. I thought I wanted mm-hmm. because the life I thought I wanted would not make me into the woman who I truly want to be. Wow. It would be make turned. me into a, a version of myself that is ultimately selfish and petty mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. self-focused. And mm-hmm. so, no, we don't sign some sort of supernatural contract with the Lord. Although I think we'd like to sometimes to be like, if I, I think we do, her, I think we think we do though. We, I think right. we go subconsciously, subconsciously for sure. Uh-huh. Even in our marriages, I think we think we sign up some supernatural contract for the dream marriage or when we have our really? children, the dream children or yep. all, or I think jobs, it, it's everything. The dream church. We never, oh, want to my word. Or hurtful, <laughs> you yes. know, um, but the reality is, again, I just keep going back to the lives of these biblical yeah. women is like, yeah. man, Ruth is one of the women that I studied. Mm-hmm. You think Ruth got what she thought she was going to get out of life? <laughs> you know, she, I mean, the scripture doesn't tell Ooh. us, but she'd been married at least for a while and she didn't have any children with her first husband. Right. So there's some barrenness there. Mm-hmm. She was a foreigner, um, like living in her land, but with foreign people. Oh yeah. And so many every- obstacles then all the men die. And like, she has to go and she has to basically be the poorest of the poor gleaning the leftovers. And yes. the I mean, Ruth's and the itchy field with wheat. Yeah. It was not what she signed up for. Mm-mm. And no. yet her response is one of conviction. Mm-hmm. It's one of trust ultimately in a God yeah. who she doesn't even fully know yet. Yeah. Um, and the Lord meets her in her conviction and in her faith. And the Lord cares for her through Naomi, through Boaz, mm-hmm. through her and, and her commitment. Absolutely. Like once again, her, you, you also write in here, obedience to God doesn't lead to a smooth life, mm-hmm. you know, because of her obedience to her mother-in-law and then ultimately to God. Once again, that's, you can't separate those two things. Right. Um, you know, look what happens. Right. It wasn't easy. No, it was, it was good. And ultimately, ultimately good. And that's what, Mm -hmm. that's what part of learning to walk in God's peace is too. And I'm, I'm laughing a little bit internally, Janelle, because man, this first, this introduction sounds really, really encouraging, you know, like (laughs) it does to me actually though. So I'm like, I've been there. I've been there in those moments. And that is true following of Christ. It that's what it looks like. Yeah. But and may we continue to be more and more authentic as women mm. and stand shoulder to shoulder and heart to heart and hand in hand and, mm. and help each other be real. Yes. So absolutely. Bravo. And help, and help each other. You know what you were saying for your listeners who who might not be in a marriage that is yeah. a safe place or might not have mm-hmm. a spouse or children that that they could be honest with in this way in an appropriate way. Um, mm-hmm. let's be those women for each other. Yes. The ones who say, I, w- I can take, I can let you be who you need to be before God, mm-hmm. but then I will lovingly tell you the truth. Yes. Ask the <laughs> hard questions. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to ask you the hard questions and point you to the true answers. Mm-hmm. Um, because we need friends who will do both for us, who will let us get it all out mm-hmm. and feel all the feelings and not condemn us for it and not mm-hmm. chastise us, abandon us, reject no, us, exactly gossip about us, Lord you know, kick us out of the church. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, you were very clear on that. You, your husband spoke the truth and yep. you, then you were ousted. So yep. 
We have a lot of growth to do in that area. Before you and I um, got on the air, we, I asked you what you were pounding, you know, what was your mm-hmm. heart pounding over? Um, this book is out into the world now, but yeah. I, I understand the journey of a book's two, three, sometimes five years, you know, it could yep. be more than that. Um, what, what is, what are you hearing? What are you pounding the table over? And I loved what you said. And I want you to share that. And just because yeah. I think it's the crux of the matter, what we're trying to get to, what you're yeah. trying to bring to the table. Totally. Yeah. My heart is really passionate about equipping women, uh, to, to realize and to know and to walk in the peace that Christ gives to us, mm. regardless of what they're facing. Yeah. Because the world's, the world's idea of peace, and I'm mm-hmm. as guilty as anyone of, you know, thinking this is what I really want, but the world's version of mm-hmm. peace is based on easy circumstances mm-hmm. and kind of tranquil external things. Financial so security, yeah, job your security. Your children are behaving yep. well. You right. Know, your Dressed well, look well, well, acting well, <laughs> succeeding, success. Mm-hmm. Totally. And even down to the, the smaller moments of the day, like yeah. You got out the door on time or you made a nice dinner or you finally got that job interview you wanted, you know, the little things all the way to the big things. Yeah. The world would say your peace is dependent upon how your day goes, how your circumstances are shaping up, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, which yep. is why our emotions sometimes feel like they're all over the map because the first half of the day we're feeling great. And then everything falls apart after 3 PM and we feel like yes. we're losing our minds. Exactly. Um, Witching yeah. hour. That's what we called it yeah. back in the day. Oh yep. gosh. Yes. Mm. Yep. But the, the truth is, and what my heart is in this book, that the gift and the invitation maybe that I felt like God extended to me that I want to extend to readers is to know in our knower. <laughs> oh, I love that you call it that. I call it that all the time. I thought I was <laughs> the only so one. Funny. That's, I love it. <laughs> yeah. To know deeply that Christ's peace is available to us. Mm at any moment and is, is for us is a gift given to us by his Holy spirit that is unchanging Mm -hmm. because the peace of God stems from the very person of God himself, from Christ Mm -hmm. himself, from the Holy spirit himself. He is our peace. And so as long as we have him, as long as we know him, as -hmm. long as we know his word, we can walk in that peace. It's not mm-hmm. inaccessible. It's not too hard. It mm-hmm. is available and it will change everything for us. If we build the foundation of our peace mm-hmm. on the person of Christ, rather than on the circumstances we're walking into. What did it require of you to get to this place though? So you're on the bed, you're, you're having your, Meltdown, breakdown. Break <laughs> yeah. You're having your moment, your crucible moment. Yep. You know, um, I because the book just came out, I'm honestly have not read it front to back, which I like to do before these um <laughs> these times. Um, but what did it require? Like, how did you get yeah. out of that place? Yeah. You know, uh, help me paint a picture yeah. of okay, I'm I'm in the middle of it all and I'm praying to God. I'm speaking his word. I have 500 post-it notes about peace all (laughs) on the walls. I'm in prayer lines. I'm for me, I'm putting essential oils on. I'm doing my aroma freedom work. I'm, and yet (laughs) I'm still in a state of deep melancholy or depression Mm. or frustration. 
yeah, a nugget, anything that, that we can. Yeah. I mean, I have several things come to mind, but I think there for me was both the big picture, like what I had to do. And then there's the practical outworkings of that. Yes. And ultimately for me, peace comes when we surrender our perspective and we choose to trust God. Say it again. Got us that. Okay. We have lean in moments here. That's great. This is where we say, this is a teaching moment. Mm, All right. It's good. Peace comes. Yeah. Peace comes when we surrender our perspective and choose to trust God. Mm. It is the both. And it is that yielding and surrendering of God. What I see my perspective thinks that all that is ahead of me is bad and hard and awful. Yeah. But I am going to surrender my perspective to your eternal one. And I'm going to surrender my desires to your eternal goodness and trust. I'm going to choose to trust mm-hmm. that who you say you are, which you are love, you are justice, you are mercy, you are kindness, you are goodness, you are unfailing, you are faithful. I'm going to choose to trust that who you say you are is who you say you are. And so I will choose to trust you and not my limited perspective of what I understand right now. That's brilliant. That's brilliant because the perspective is absolutely everything. And when you were talking before, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, this is all about perspective. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to draw out a mental health, emotional health, spiritual growth nugget for me, I had, so mm-hmm. the, when you said it, I was like, yes, you know, <laughs> how did you do that then? How did you yep. change your perspective? How did that, how did that get worked out for me? Yeah. So I think in three primary ways is how okay. I had to learn to live that out. And these are both simple and were transformative for me. So <laughs> um, as simple as it sounds, I, I studied the word of God. I was mm-hmm. in the word of God and I asked the Lord to change my mind with mm-hmm. his word. Okay. Um, I had a professor in college who, and I don't have my Bible here on my desk, but mm-hmm. he would take the Bible before... Um, before class. And he would literally hold the Bible above his head. Oh, I got chills. I know I am under the authority of God's word. And I believe what he says. And I know I'm getting choked up too, because it it was this surrender and it was this choice to, to physically just remind his own body and remind his soul. I am under the authority of God's word. I'm going to choose to believe what he says. And there is a power in just mm-hmm. submitting ourselves yeah. and our minds to God's word. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. the Bible tells us that his word is not going to return void. It's, it's going to do right. its work in our lives. Mm-hmm. It will divide through and cut through the mm-hmm. crap. No matter <laughs> how will, dark or yes. bleak. No, that's if exactly we right. Will let it, if we will let it, if we will submit ourselves, if we will come to the text of the Bible not as someone who already knows what it will say, but mm-hmm. come to it as a learner and as mm-hmm. a willing disciple at the feet of Jesus, we mm-hmm. will be transformed. Yeah. And that is I, what I, mm. yeah, go ahead. No, go I ahead. just, I just say in, in my recent book, Stronger Every Day, it looks like you've got to take this really long journey from the head to the heart yes. and then deep into your soul, which, you know, mm. however you want to theologically look into that, but yeah the longest journey for me in my uh, transformation is from mm-hmm. here to here. And and I know it all. I mean, I've been walking with Jesus for 40 years, I'm not saying I know it all, but I know yeah. this, I do know the word. I'm grateful that 
I have spent time in the word and you're a young woman doing that. And I'm so grateful for your family, your children, your mm-hmm. legacy. So getting it to like digesting it, you know, yeah. yeah, and eating it. And for me in this seventh decade of life, you know, I call this um, an extension of my breathing room. I have another reading room downstairs, but mm-hmm. I got a beautiful um, like meditation mat from Target. It's just mm-hmm. stunning and beautiful because I'm, <laughs> I'm not as young as I used to be. And so I have it here behind me and I literally just lay prostrate. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, that's where I go. It's like, yes. I am going to lay on this floor. I am going to grip the reins of the altar until I can submit and surrender and yeah. Yeah. you know, so is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's this, okay. it's this sense of choosing to submit ourselves to the Lord and it, mm-hmm. it's the place of deepest safety, right? Like oh. our culture will tell you that you have to be in charge of your own life and anyone who tries yeah. to control your life, get them out, you know, and, and to be mm-hmm. fair, I mean, controlling people uh-huh. can be very, very toxic, but, the but you have to learn to think for yourself. You yes. have to learn to think. Oh, and God wants yes. us to. He, God he wants sure as heck does. Sharp yes. thinkers and people yes. who are careful and discerning. Yes. But, but being under, under God's authority, he Gosh, is the only perfect good. one. He is kind and tender and, and righteous. He never abuses his authority. It he is he, like, Jesus, like a shepherd leads us. You know, he mm-hmm. is showing us to water. He is showing us to green grass. Mm-hmm. And so to be under his care is the safest of places. It is. And we come under his care most clearly when we are in his truth and reading his word and submitting mm-hmm. our hearts to the truth that's there. Mm-hmm. Even when, like me, sometimes I don't want to hear it because it, mm-hmm. it grates against my flesh and it calls me up and it calls me to repentance, but it is the best thing for me. Yeah. And it's the, the richest gift for my heart. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Word, okay. So we're yeah. going to do that. My Bible's <laughs> downstairs as well. Yep. If it falls, um, it might hurt. It's pretty big. No, that's okay. You know, sometimes we need <laughs> a good sense into me. Head. <laughs> uh, All right. Number so, two. So that's yeah, number one. And then um, community being mm. in godly community, which yeah. I mean, in that season for us, like we essentially got kicked out of our community, but yeah, we so you were pretty much wilderness. Yes. Know? But mm-hmm. we had two or three um, families that that just upheld us in that season. And one was out of town. The other two were close by, but man, they surrounded us with Mm. meals and hugs and support and love. And they told us, you know, you're not crazy and we're for you and we love you. And, um, good. We're, you know, my, we're back in ministry now. Praise the Lord. We are, um, huge proponents of small groups, uh, through your church, because we've seen our own lives get transformed there and the lives Mm. of people we love. But regardless of what environment you're in, or if your church does small groups or doesn't, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a Bible study group or you don't, um, and a lot of people right now are are not in church, you know, know. they're, we're deconstructing, we're reconstructing, we're observing. Mm. I'm in that boat. I am like Mm. where, what, how, when, and why, and I've been in ministry and I've been in the forefront, you know, and it's like, okay, what does this look like now? 
Mm-hmm. What does this look like? What does community look like? So I know there's yeah. plenty listening, right? Yeah. And, t- and community can feel really tender because mm-hmm. the same people that love us are the ones that are going to hurt us the most. Right. I know. Yet, yet the, the word tells us that it is Christ's body. It is. It's vital. Serves itself and heals yep. itself. And the places that seem to be less modest, we take care of more carefully, you know, and mm-hmm. every part of the body is needed. And so this my encouragement to people who are listening, if you're feeling mm-hmm. overwhelmed, anxious, stressed out, mm-hmm. part of what is going to help you in that is to be in a community of believers. And mm-hmm. you may need to go first in mm-hmm. creating space for that to happen. I think all of us wish that we would get invited <laughs> to Christian community or invited to church yeah. or invited yeah. to a small group or invited to a Bible study, mm-hmm. but everybody's waiting for somebody else to invite them. And so and what if it's most, not the safest place though? Like, um, let's just go there. What if it, yeah, what yeah. if it has not been the safe place for you? What it like, has, and it wasn't a safe place for you, obviously in that moment. And you do totally. not, I always give you the freedom to say, don't want to go there. Um, but what if it's not, I think, it, I think you've answered that already, mm-hmm. honestly, is that you take the first step and you, yeah, you, right? I think as with most things in my life, and I say this from, I mean, there's a whole history in, in my family of like, my parents' church split in two when I was a little kid. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I had an affair. We've been through so three. My children went through friends, three with us. Know, yeah. Yes, totally. I mean, like, there's so much church hurt in my life. It is. More than okay. could be okay. noted here from, from a young age. Like, I Okay. This is over, good. Thank you. This is a for whole sharing. other story. But the lie over mm-hmm. my life from, from a small child, the lie the enemy tried to get in there, was that church is a place of pain. And church oh, is a place thank where you people for will hurt you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, that was the lie because I saw my parents lose most of their friends and mm-hmm. lose, um, the same mm-hmm. thing that happened to me and my husband in a different way. But like, as a child, all of a sudden I just didn't see most of my best friends because our wow. church had split. Yeah. And yeah. so this lie that I experienced wow. as a child was that church is a place of pain and it's where you lose friends and it's where people leave you. <laughs> Um, and yet Mm. God's call on my life. I knew, I don't know how I knew this and it wasn't like prophetic, but I just had this sense when I was in like high school, I was like, I think I'm going to end up being married to a pastor. I just had this feeling (laughs) and I did. And I, you know, my double major in college was, um, Christian formation and ministry. Cause I felt this call. So I'm like, I think this is going to be part I'm of my, so happy life. you did that. Mm-hmm. I am too, but man, yeah. it's still been painful. It's like, so hard. I know. It's so much <laughs> it's, harder. It's not it's like the wounds of a brother, had. right? It's no. the wounds of a brother. It's it harder. Is. It's so hard. And we, we have yet to find a perfect church, Janelle. Oh like, no, just, no, we won't ever it. have one until we see Jesus. Yeah. Right. But right. here's the, here's okay. also the beauty that I've found in that is that what the enemy intends for evil in mm-hmm. our lives, I I think especially around God's people because he knows yeah. how powerful mm-hmm. God's people are when they come together oh, and they pray together and when they care for each a doubt. other that he is trying to pull us apart. And so, yep. you know, here's my encouragement for you. Having been in toxic churches, if you're in a toxic church, get out, mm-hmm. but don't give up the body of Christ. Don't give up the yes. church. Because there are, there are many bad apples. Yeah, that's right. Um, I've been a bad apple. You know what I mean? I've been. Uh, and we've it, all hurt others. Yeah. Sometimes intentionally out of sin. Yeah. But find a place where you can grow in Jesus with other believers. Mm-hmm. Don't give up the dream of Jesus, which is his church. Don't give that up because yeah. some people screwed it up. Go back to the Lord, heal mm-hmm. up. But ultimately we have to heal with his body. 
And so that's been my story. It's been painful and awful at times, but also so redemptive because I just think now, like, you know, we're, we're in Michigan now and we are in a small group again and have been for about a year and a half. And I'm like, I love these people. We're Aww. all a disaster in our own wonderful ways. <laughs> but, but man, we're all a Sarah, a Moses, a, you know, exactly. we're all a Hannah. We're all right. But we're trying to love each other. Well, right. you know, failingly and beautifully, and we're trying to study the word together. And we are, and this is the third thing I was going to say, yes. Bible community and then prayer. Okay. And praying sometimes with your community because they need to pray for you when you don't even have the words. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I've had believers who I've needed them to pray for me because I just didn't have anything to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell sisters who are struggling to pray, like, get a book of prayers. Um, saints right. throughout history, if you don't have your own words, lean on the historical prayers of others. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. A beautiful book right now, Every Moment Holy. That oh, I love my. Got it right there. So oh, good. So um, good. We've talked about it here on the yeah. in the community. And then uh Kayla Craig's beautiful uh yes. to light their way yes. for parents. Totally. Yes. Totally. So there are so many mm-hmm. wonderful um options, but prayer is this, it's another place of surrendering to God because it's because mm-hmm. it's vulnerable to go to him with our needs, and yet yeah. it is also a place of deep communion and healing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, these aren't like <laughs> special secrets that I pulled out no, it's like no. the, the same true things over time. And that I'm pulling them out. Cause that's what I saw in the saints. As I studied mm-hmm. the Bible, old Testament, new Testament. It well, they the didn't have of, what we have. Go ahead. Say it again. But they had the word, they had believers around them mm-hmm. and they had prayer and mm-hmm. they were sustained through whether it was, you know, famine or disease or jail. Infertility, or, right. Oh my goodness. So many women with infertility. And I, in the book, I share some of my own stories with the- uh, You do. Because one of my favorite heroes is Hannah. And so we share yeah. I, my whole second book. Hannah's the star of my second such book. A treasure. She's she is. Treasure. So I'd love to see her in yours and can't wait yes. to read that chapter. But don't you yeah. also think that it's a perseverance? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you- my path to peace that I'm still on, you know, is often wrought in the weeping, the gnashing, you know, that's what I loved about Hannah. The one scripture in first Samuel Mm. that says that Hannah wept bitterly. Yes. (laughs) Bitterly. Yes. And prayed much. Mm -hmm. So I always say if it had stopped, if there wasn't that, you know, conjunction there, if that wasn't there, you just stop with the bitterness. Yeah. <laughs> then she's done. She would have committed suicide or done something. Yep. We, we just don't know. Totally. But that's, I want to speak into that today mm-hmm. just for a moment because so many, you know, there's so many stories globally right now. Um, mm. The suicide rate is very high. Yes. You know, women are one in four one, women are on antidepressants. I do take one. I started one in my forties. I needed serotonin. Um, there are yep. times when you need them. And in women, my age, 60 above, it's, it's higher than that. Yeah. And I'm like, there is something. And, and these are, mm. I, I, I work with followers of Christ. So I, yeah, this you know, is not outside the church. <laughs> this is this not is outside the church. The church. Totally. No. Totally. Yeah. This is an epidemic in my, and, and, and that's why I do what I do. And so I wanted mm-hmm. to have you on because I think that you are telling us that we actually can access it. Yeah. Yep. But we have to purpose to access it. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say that it was a, I, it's like, I'm going to get it. (laughs) It's a choice. 
right? Yeah. And that's where we have to exercise yeah. our will with the power of God, with the with the grace of the Holy Spirit, with the mm-hmm. help of our community yes. to say, I'm yeah. going to choose to trust. I'm going to choose to believe the words of the Bible are true. And I'm going to choose to start living my life in mm-hmm. light of those things. Yeah. But it is, it's, you know, the perseverance of the saints, like that's it's, it. Some days, Janelle, it's just a dogged determination to not yes. give up. That's you it. Know? That's it. That's and really what I wanted to leave everyone with fight. today. Don't yes. give up. Don't give How up. many times have you said that? You know, like just keep going, you know, keep going. Yep. Like the Churchill quote, the other. Keep going through hell, man. Keep going through yep. hell. Just keep going. You're going through it. Keep going. Keep going. You know, well, to because yeah. Same thing. If we use these biblical saints. I mean, I didn't write about Joseph, but man, I could have oh, like, I know he's he didn't hero. give up. And he the didn't. second half of his life was redemption, you know, like, but he had to live date King David. How many mm-hmm. years did he spend in caves running <laughs> <How many>? away? <laughs> I mean, this is the story of God's people is yeah. that it will be hard. It will get worse than yeah. you possibly think yeah. it could get. And mm-hmm. yet God remains faithful and the worst is not the end. Say it's it again. Better. It's good. The worst, the Preach worst to us. is not the end. <laughs> the worst is, is not the end. There is a better day coming if you oh. will hold on. And if you will let God hold on to you, mm-hmm. he will hold on to you if you do not give up on him. Yeah. So don't let go today. I think that's, Amen. I think it's a great place to honor your time and say where on earth I will let everyone know, but it, you know, where can everyone find you? Yeah, because yeah, I, I want them to find you. And oh, thank you, Janelle. Yeah. Um, I have a website anneswindell.com, and it's just Anne with no E. So Anne and anneswindell.com. And then I'm on Instagram is where I hang out online. Yeah. Just Anne Swindell. So I pretty much just use my name everywhere. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. And if anyone wants to learn uh, the skill of writing with grace and be a part of oh, that yeah. and, and, yep. and glean from your, um, all of your wisdom on writing, they can find you there as well. Yep. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been such an honor to have you and, um, we're not going to let go. Mm, amen. You have charged us. Mm-hmm. You've charged us. Yep. And we're going to get to that place where we can feel the peace way down in our nervous system, even mm-hmm. if we've never felt it before. Mm, amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairdon.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.